Hello there, welcome to Horns Pub once again, and this time I have a slight British accent just to throw everybody off. I'm just going to talk as normal, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monday morning, huh? Yeah, not dude. Yeah. Chirpy. Not, not at all. <laughs> so yeah, as, uh, as for the title of the episode, yes, we do have uh, Testament's Chuck Billy on the podcast. And let us give you a little bit of context with regards to this interview. Now, around three weeks back, Testament announced that singer Chuck Billy, his wife Tiffany, and a few of the band's crew members had tested positive for coronavirus. Testament had been on tour with Exodus and Death Angel in Europe, and once all the three bands returned home, we eventually got news that the the list of positive members as such also included Steve DiGorgio, Gary Holt, Death Angel's Will Carroll, and a few others. Now, with all that said, firstly, a big ball of positive vibes to anyone, not just musicians or crew members, but anyone who is dealing with this deadly virus. But that being said, we were also super thrilled when we got to know that Chuck was recovering fast and that he was also open for interviews. After all, Testament's 13th album, Titans of Creation, released last week. And so we took a shot at that and managed to snag some time with Chuck. So that's enough context, I think. Here he is talking all things that matter at the moment. Testaments Chuck Billy. And now, finally, we have Testaments' very own Chuck Billy on Horns Up. Hi, Chuck. How are you holding up? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good here, too. We were pretty gutted when we heard the news, but we're super thrilled that you're able to take some time and do this with us. Do you want to talk about the coronavirus thing at all? Uh, it's up to you, whatever, you know. It's a lot going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you're, you're yeah. doing well, right? Well, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm 100%, but I'm definitely better than I was, you know, when we first got home off the tour for about 10, 12 days. I mean, yeah, we really felt pretty bad. And, um, you know, I have been feeling more like ourselves. I wouldn't say we're not sick i mean i i don't think we can get tested right now they won't retest you to make sure that you're not sick anymore either so Hmm. we're kind of just writing it out um i know we're feeling better more like ourselves so that's a good thing yeah that's always a good thing and we're really glad to hear that so let's dive straight into your 13th album titans of creation I mean, going through the song titles, World War III, False Prophet, Curse of Osiris, this is a typical Testament album, but it's kind of eerie when we look at the current state of the world. Could you tell us what was what you were going through while working on this album? Um, well, I mean, we're faced with a lot of world things. I think the coincidence now that the songs have been yeah. written in like Symptoms, you know, for example, on the record in World War Three, you know, I think they're just kind of more relevant to what's going on in our lifetime and things right now, you know. Um, but I think we are just writing songs one song at a time, you know, not really trying to make it conceptual or have one theme. So, you know, I think a lot of songs kind of just came one at a time based on the vibe of the song. You know, because there's definitely different vibe on some of the other songs, like, um, you know, uh, Dates of Ishtar and 
and songs like that, Curse of Hammurabi, they just have a different flavor and feel to them. Okay. Uh, I was reading up on some of the interviews you've done recently, and in one with regards uh, to the songwriting, you said, and I quote, uh, I let Eric lead the charge, where in the past I've always taken a stance and butted heads with Eric. How do you feel about this looking back at the whole songwriting process? Well, I just, what I meant by that is that usually, you know, when Eric writes a song, he'll have in his mind what's the verse and what's the bridge, what's the chorus. And most of the time when I hear it, I hear me singing, I, I would rather sing over the different riffs. I, I, so I move it around where this time around, I really didn't do a lot of that. I, let, I kind of just took, as it, took it as it came from Eric on this record. So I think that's probably a big difference that stands out from like the other process of writing, you know, in the past. Okay. And is this something that you're looking to continue on future releases? How does it feel uh, at all? Well, I mean, in the future, I mean, we don't know. I mean, we'll see, you know, what kind of mindset Eric's in. You know, the Brotherhood took us a couple of years. And this one, last one took us around, you know, nine months to write and record it. So, you know, who knows once we're writing another record, what state of mind the world's in or what we're in and how the process goes, you know. And this here is album number 13. After 13 albums, let me ask you this. uh, What have you learned through this particular record that you didn't know earlier? And it could cover any aspect, whether it be touring, whether it be future tours, whether it be songwriting, recording process, anything at all. Well, I think uh, the more current songs and records we've been writing, you know, the, a lot of the songs have a really strong live feel to them. Like in the past records, you know, you usually maybe play two or three new songs when you go out on a tour, where this last record we played like in four or five right out of the gate. And this record, it feels like the same thing. There's a lot of songs that have that real live feel to it. So... You know, I think it's just in that sense, these songs are set up more for the live vibe than it is for the studio vibe. Now that you've said that, what happens to, you know, your older songs, the classic ones that everyone kind of looks forward to, the fan favorites? Well, we play those. I mean, I think, like, for example, this last tour, we just did the bass strikes back with uh, Exodus Death Angel across Europe we decided that, you know, it's time to stop playing like the same songs that we've been playing for the past 10 or 15 years. There's a lot of those same classics. And I thought it was time to change. So we really dug kind of deep and got some deeper cuts, you know, and it was a challenge, you know, we really had to study it and, and work it out and keep playing them. And, you know, it got better as the tour went. But, you know, that it gets tough to choose what songs are you got to play. But I think like on our last tour, we did a good combination where we did play a string of good classics at the end, like five or six classic songs in a row to close the show. And I thought that that worked out nice. Just it had like a lot of the deep cuts and then classic cuts at the end. Just as a just as an observation, do you guys... Like when you go out and play all these deep cuts, et cetera, and when you play the newer songs, et cetera, 
do you still gauge what the crowd response is today? Like, yeah. In yeah. today's time, after so many years of going out and playing all the songs? Yeah, I mean, we've got a good response on this tour. Of course, there's a couple songs that we kind of weed out. You know, we'll say, yeah, it was a good idea, and yeah, they're fun to play, and it was cool, but maybe the, this one, it you know, it's it doesn't feel right in the set, so we'll pull we pulled a couple until all the songs and the crowd response was the same every night. And you kind of feel it out, you know, but I think, you know, we, by the time, I don't know, a week or so into the tour, we were pretty tight and had them decupped sounding pretty tight and pretty confident playing them. And that's a big part of it too. You know, once you're playing them really comfortably and solid, you know, it just makes it much a better experience. So we'd like at this point to play a track from Titans of Creation. Which song should we play and why? Well, I think City of Angels. Let's try that just because that was one song on the record that at first I really didn't want it to be on the record. I thought at first it didn't fit with the pace of the other songs. Uh, but in the end, once we wrote the song and completed it and recorded it, it took on a whole new life. So it's just, that's one song that went from not making the record to being one of the standout tracks. Just like forever 1980 
you know, Testament has had multiple member changes over the years. You've seen through changes in trends in music. Three decades later, what keeps you motivated to record and also perform live? Um, well, it's always good to keep creating new music, but I think since we had kind of the reunion from 05 with Alex, came back and, and Lily and Greg, they had the original lineup back. That kind of was a new motivation. You know, it was like we were trying to get to finish something that we started together. And of course, Louie had to drop out and Greg left. So having Gene and Steve aboard, you know, it's been a really solid lineup, you know, with those guys. And, um, you know, it's, we have, we, we enjoy what we do. When we get out there, we get along very well touring, you know, and that's a big part of it, you know, having to live with somebody, you know, for so many days on on the road, you have to get along. And fortunately enough, we all get along well. And and I think that's what keeps us going, you know, having the new music, having fun with it. And now, of course, you've got album number 13. So when Testament, or rather even when Legacy began, did you and the boys think that you'd reached this far? Well, I think that was the goal in sight. I mean, that's what you thought, you know, when you when you sign a record deal, you know, it's, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, we got a record deal, you really don't look at it, you know, that for the future, you look at the short term of it. <laughs> and I think we've been fortunate enough to kind of be able to, you know, reap the benefits of the early 80s when it was a growing scene to when it got taken down in the 90s and rebirth in the 2000s you know i think we've kind of took full circle and seen it all aspects of you know where metals came and gone and came back to <laughs> you know so we've been very fortunate and now that you're at this point with all this experience what would you tell your 20 year old self at that point in time when testament or or when you joined well, like, I, would said, I would have said pay attention more to the business part of it because you had other people handling everything. And, you know, like I said, you thought it was sex, drugs, rock and roll, and that's how well you lived it. And, you know, you'll, you'll live and learn. You know, if I had to do it again, I'd probably be more aware of the business part of it out of the gate. Okay, okay. So throughout this career, would you do the same things that you've done if you had a chance to relive it? Or would you have done something differently? Uh, I think I would have done the same thing. I mean, you know, I, where Testament is, is I, I look at it as we've been very fortunate because when I was ill with cancer in 2001, I really thought that was the end and there was no more band. And fortunately, we had that reunion and that just kind of really changed everything, you know. So it just we're just fortunate just to be here doing what we do and getting to still play the music that we love to play. All right. Uh, so I'm only going to add uh, this part because we're calling up from India and I was in your at your show in Bangalore when you all played in 2012 here and you guys put on such a great show. So I'm really looking forward now that you guys have a new album out. Hopefully we get to see you perform, if not in India, at least in this part of the world soon. Yeah, me too. I mean, in the world, it feels like it's shut down right now. So until things get back to normal, you know, we're just kind of taking a day at a time. You know, right now we have tours that were canceled and postponed and we're kind of just kind of waiting to 
see where things end up, you know. All right, Chuck. Um, if I may ask you, what is your definition of metal? And what really does metal mean to you today? Well, definition is probably just um, an aggressive music that's going probably uh, stands for, there's has so many different meanings. I mean, I think metal fans are the most, loyal people for their genre of music out there than any other fan. You know, thank you so much, uh, Chuck, for your taking time out. I mean, we understand how it is and really appreciate you taking uh, time out to speak to us about the new album. Uh, we wish you all the best, all the best of health, all the best of success uh, for this album and the coming plans you'll have. Thank you. Hopefully we'll see you out there on the road eventually here. All right, man. You guys have a good day. Bye now. Well, that was perhaps the shortest interview we've ever done. But uh, yeah, I guess Chuck also has larger things to deal with. It's just good to hear him in um, doing his normal shit. I, I was really surprised when we got the email that he was going to do the interview. So. Yeah, props to him for sticking to it. And yeah, glad we managed to at least get a short chat with him. Yeah, I really do hope that uh, eventually we get to talk to anyone from Testament, actually, uh, Chuck or Alex, um, about, you know, a normal haunts up kind of chat. Yeah, man. And even probably even Eric Peterson, considering like the amount of music he writes uh, for Testament, just, you know, considering the body of work getting a bit into their mind and what goes into it. Yeah, that always kind of fascinates me. Anyways, now, if we were to end the episode here, I think we'd be doing a little bit of disservice to everyone who's tuning in. And so let me segue into the next section of the show. Now, Testament's album was just one of the highlights of last week. Your inbox has been overflowing with new music too, right? Yeah, man. I mean, like I said last week, or like I said in the last episode, I've almost got an hour of music uh, lined up uh, from bands all across the world. So let's just dive straight right in. Alrighty, let's play out some of those tracks. I think you have around 12 tracks lined up. Yeah. Either what's so, up to us. Okay, so starting off is a duo, and they're the Zeki Brothers, they're from San Diego, California. They've got a band called, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure, uh, Tizimani. Uh, they had a self-titled EP that came out on the 27th of March. So here's a track from it. We are the ones.
all the way from California, we move straight to Brisbane, Australia. Here's a heavy rock band called The Reason. Uh, they've put out a single called Hey You. So let's take a listen into that. <laughs> thought the world to ended at Australia, we zip all the way to Pretoria, South Africa, the band Deadline. They've put out a new single, here's High Tops and Bullet Belt.
now shifting gears a little bit from you know all of that kind of proto or heavy rock here's some modern metal here's levels from little rock arkansas in the usa here's encapsulate for some really heavy stuff here's an american death to metal act called pultra morte 
they have an album coming up soon here's a glimpse into that here's knife of the will
offer some more death metal. Here's Eternal Rest from Brisbane, Australia. They put out an album last year called The Picture of Hatred. Here's Walk With Me. Shifting gears to a little more mellow stuff, here's a sci-fi stoner rock band from Spokane, Washington in USA. Uh, 
The band is called Children of the Atom. Here's their latest single, Radiation Blues.
and now all the way to Idenhove, Netherlands. Here's a post-metal act, An Evening with Knives. Uh, they put out an album recently called Sense of Gravity. Here's the track from it, Sacrifice.
And I'm not sure how so many Australian acts got in touch with me, but uh, here's Odysseus Reborn from Queensland, Australia. Uh, here's a track from their album Xenopharma Copia. Here's a track from it, Planet Smoke.
now for some sludge doom from New York, America. Here's False Gods, and this track is from their last EP, The Serpent and the Ladder. Here's The Ladder.
Okay, here's a band I think you you will be totally into animation. They're a bunch of Pinoy or Filipinos uh, based in USA. The band is Namate Sa Inge. And what they're doing really cool is um, they've put out an EP called Ang Talim Engalit. I hope I've not butchered it too badly. But the EP that they've put out, all the sales from their Bandcamp uh, release will be donated to, and I'm not going to say the Filipino name, but the Federation of Mutual Aid for the Poor. So, yeah, everyone listening in, you definitely check them out. And I'm pretty sure you'll also like this band animation. By the way, Namate is Inge, that uh, I think appropriately means died from noise. The greatest artworks are created in the mobilizations, in the picket lines, uh, in the workplace, in the barricades, in the villages, and in the mountains where artists hold one pencil on his one hand and an AK-47 with the other. To round this up, uh, here's something from our friends in Unheard Music. Uh, they've decided to do something simple to help out uh, the situation currently here in India. So they've dropped the prices on their CDs and T-shirts. And what they're doing is the money equivalent to this discount is going to organizations like Goonj, The Voice of Stray Dogs, Rise Against Hunger India that are doing great work under these trying times. Uh, Unheard Music, uh, you might have heard uh, a, a label based out of here in India. We had uh, Dairaki uh, featured uh, an artist signed to them a few weeks back. Here's a track from another Unheard artist, The Earth Below, and uh, their album is coming out on the 10th of April. So here's a track from their album, Nothing Works, Volume 2, Hymns for the Useless. Here's Abidos. <laughs>
Wow. So if you're still listening to this, that means you've reached the very end of the podcast. At least this episode of the podcast. Good job, Peter. You're Thanks. proving to be quite a collector. <laughs> True that. So yeah, if you guys wish to talk to us about anything metal or want to get your music played on the podcast, you know where to find us. We're at hornsuppod.com. You can find Peter on Twitter at Ten Crusher. I am Adas Mani. Till next time, horns up. Horns up. <laughs>